Testing one, two, three. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Aaron? Good. How are you? I'm great. And I don't think it's actually morning. I think it's afternoon. It probably is, but it's all blur. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I get so lost in the day. It's all good. So how are you doing? I'm good. So who are you? Who am I? Well, that's a big question. Well, just so that we can identify you. Sure. Um... So my name is Erin Chavon, and I own Just Be Holistic Wellness and also co-owner of Lana Kai Wellness Studio. Um, but I'm so much more than that. Are they all upstairs? They Both are. Them? Yes. So it's um, Athena, Allred, Katie Oswald, and myself. Well, can I just tell you what a joy it's mm. been to have you girls up there? Mm. I mean, it's really, you know, I've been here, I guess, nine years, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of... I mean, just in the short time you've been here, I think you've probably seen at least one business come and go, Mm -hmm. the restaurant. But I've seen, you know, a lot of people come and go, and you guys have just been doing a great job. Mm. Well, we love to be here. Yeah, I hear only good things. Yeah, it's, um, you know, all of our clients, when you make a change, Mm -hmm. you know, you wonder how it's going to affect your clients. And for me personally, it was literally just moving two miles up Route 1, but, you know, you weren't sh- I wasn't sure how people would respond. And people have been so wonderful. They love that there's parking. They love the views. You can see the horses out of our windows. I mean, it just has a good energy. When I decided, I had been working at a salon towards farther down and towards Rehoboth, and I had the same thing. I mean, this was that one and a half miles away that created so much fear. Mm-hmm. And it took, you know, it took a while, but to realize that we actually are working in a beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. We really are. And I think people forget about Painter's Mill. People f- or don't even know about or it. Or don't know we exist. Yeah. Do you know, know we're here. You know what my favorite thing about this building is? Hmm. The direction that it faces. Mm. Do you think that's important? Yes, I do. And just the lighting. I noticed that throughout my day, how the lighting changes in our space. And that was one reason why I was really drawn to our space was that the natural light. Yep. Throughout the day, but at certain times of the day, how it changes. Well, I've worked in, when I worked over at a salon in Lewis, it faced the opposite way. Mm-hmm. So about noon, you had to drop these huge blinds. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sun would just bake through those windows mm-hmm. and you'd have to drop these blinds and you really couldn't see anything out. It almost just kind of secluded everybody inside the room. Mm-hmm. And here, I love how it just, it never, you know, the sun doesn't heat the room up. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's perfect. It is. It's functional. It, Feng Shui? Feng Shui. Hey. It is very Feng Shui. <laughs> so, so what is going on up there? So we have a lot of things going on, um, and we're constantly bringing new things in. Right now, um, we all are sort of contributing in our, our own way. Um, Athena is a shamanic healer, uh, so she brings in crystal therapy, past life regression, um, card reading. Katie is a massage therapist and Reiki practitioner. And then I am a massage therapist. Um, I bring in cranial sacral therapy, a lot of different modalities, but then also teach yoga as well as health coaching. Well, I know Teresa, my little stepdaughter. Yes. She's got class tonight upstairs. Yes. With kids, Athena. Kids, yeah. Um, it's actually Peggy now. Oh, is it Peggy? Peggy has taken that over. I yes. Know, do I know Peggy? I don't think you've ever met her. Oh, we'll have to get her on the podcast. Yes, we will. No, I, t- I actually talked to Athena. I've been talking to her. Uh, off and on about trying to do a podcast, and I we touched base yesterday, and then I touched base with her this morning. We're going to still try to do one because mm-hmm. she's, you know, you all I think have a great story, um, individuals, you know, unique stories individually, mm-hmm. but you all can still come together for one cause, mm-hmm. which is really cool. 
you know, it's like having a hairdresser, a, a, a nail, a nail um, esthetician, mm-hmm. and maybe like, a, well, an esthetician and a nail person. Mm-hmm. Manicures. Manicures, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. And, you know, everybody brings something yep. to the table. Yep. And we all had our own separate businesses and decided we wanted to come together, you know, for the good of the community. You know, our intention is the same. So when you got to the point where you had to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And you did it. Mm-hmm. How long before you realized that you thought that you probably had made the right right decision? I knew right away. I knew right away. I knew walking into the space um, that it was the right space for us. Um, the energy felt good. Uh, the layout was perfect for the three of us. And I really believed. My heart told me that it was the right decision. Well, I love that. Correct. You, I love that you guys are up there because I just know that it's. You know, it's all good spiritual stuff, mm-hmm. and I and I like that. I had um, there was another group that worked upstairs. I've had a couple that were up there. Not I, but I've been here while they were there, and um, <clears throat> the one group, and they were great. But they did a lot of these kid classes, like Jimboree and Create. Yeah, Create, mm-hmm. and and I still I just ran into them the other day, and they're still doing stuff, just not as formal as they were, I guess. I don't even know if they're leasing a spot anywhere, but mm-hmm. um, they're still doing the same stuff. But it was great. But at the same time, they'd bring about 15 little kids up there <laughs> and beat drums and, and, and jump yeah. around and get the energy out. Uh-huh. And, and, I'd, and there would be points of the day where I'd be like, oh, my God. It sounded like the roof was going to fall. It sounded like the roof was going to come down. And I, it was fine. I, you know, after a while, I started to know the rhythm of the, of the racket. Mm-hmm. And I knew that... Um, just when I'd probably couldn't take in any for another second, it would soon be stopping. Mm-hmm. So it worked out, but um, Which it's is nice. Why we're going to inform you when we have our kids' yoga parties? Well, and you always do, you always say, "Oh, we did something." I hope we didn't bother you. You'll never bother me. You guys do whatever you do. It's never gonna never gonna bother me. I know that I Thank sometimes you. down here by myself singing. I don't know who can hear me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm bothering somebody. No, forgive me. I love hearing people sing. I think it's a good thing. I love singing. Yeah. Singing's, uh, we have a whole karaoke set up at our house. It's not even a karaoke set up. It's an actual PA. Mm-hmm. I mean, a soundboard, PA oh. speakers, oh, cool. real mics, and cool. uh, we just sing to YouTube. I love it. Yeah. I think a family that sings together stays together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And dancing. We do that. You know, if I notice that we've all woken up and a little bit of a funk, you know, just to get everybody's spirits up, we turn on the music and we start dancing around the kitchen before school. And Tila, you mentioned Tila. Uh, Tila's a girl that works here. She posted a video on her, I think it was Instagram or something, but her little son, uh, Finney, uh-huh. he's so cute. He, uh, you know, I guess he woke up and he was mad. And so she said, well, you know what, then we're going to dance. Yep. And I think she danced the madness right out of him. Yeah, there you go. It works. It Little really, Bob Marley, you yeah. can't can't have a frown on your face. It was cute. So you, I mean, how long have you been, were born and raised in Rehoboth? I mean, what brought you here if, if you haven't been here your whole time? So I am a Delaware girl, um, grew up in Wilmington, but always spent my summers here. So I have family that's always been at the beach in Rehoboth. And so I would come down summer times, holidays, and when I was 18... Um, I got a house down here with a bunch of girlfriends that oh summer, boy. did that whole thing for, for a couple of years. Yeah. And in Dewey. <laughs> no, actually we always wanted to be in Rehoboth. Yeah. I think that's probably smart. We could go out in Dewey and we came home and it was quiet, peaceful. We didn't have random people knocking on our door. So we, we liked being in Rehoboth. And then I moved away for a while 
So I went to school out in San Francisco. Mm. California. California. Uh, moved back to the East Coast, spent a couple of years in D.C., moved up for a short stint in New York, and then went abroad for four years. Abroad? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Where, what, what, where? So I went to Florence. I lived in Florence for a year and a half. And now, then, was this like an adventure to find yourself kind of thing, or was it, was there actual reason to go there? No, I actually went there to get certified to teach English as a second language. Oh, okay. So I had studied abroad when I was in college, and we went around. We traveled by ship. I did semester at sea. So you travel around by boat, and you have about five days in each country, and it just gives you a little taste of each country. And one of the places we went was Italy, mm. and I said, one day I'll move back here. Yeah. It just, it spoke to me. I, I loved being there and the people, the food, just the culture. Yeah. And so I decided to go to Florence, get certified to teach English. And while I was there, I was offered a job. So I ended up staying longer than I thought. Beautiful there. Mm-hmm. Oh, gorgeous. Do you like Italian food? I love Italian food. No, I've never been there. Is it, is it, I mean, is actual real Italian food anything like the Italian food that we eat? No. Right. I didn't think so. <laughs> well, my first experience when I was there and I walked into a little pizzeria and I walked in and I looked around and everybody was eating their own pizza. Mm. And it was a huge plate. And I looked at the pizza and said, there's no way I'd be able to eat that. That's a whole pizza. And I ordered my pizza and I sat down and started eating. Before I knew it, the plate was clear. It was gone. And I said, I get it. Because they make a very, very thin crust. Right. You know, it's just wonderful. The food is so good. I saw a commercial the other day for a DiGiorno pan pizza. (laughs) And have you seen this commercial? No. They they scooped this pizza out of this pan, and it's got to be two inches thick of crust. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine eating two inches of crust? I mean, it, it, it must sit in your stomach like a rock. Yep. So, but, yeah, that makes sense to make a super thin crust. Mm-hmm. And so, but did you have lasagna? Did you have spaghetti? Um, I did eat a lot of pasta, um, but more olive oil, uh, white sauce. Mm-hmm. Did you ever know Matt Haley? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, he was really into, you know, he had just opened Lupa de Mare, and, and, which was an Italian place. And I went to his house one day, and, and he made, he's like, let me make you something. I'm like, oh, great, okay. And I don't know what it was, but it was Italian. And mm-hmm. at the at the end, he put like an egg on top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never seen no egg on no Italian food before. Uh-huh. What is this? Yeah. And but it was amazing. It was delicious. I mean, there was probably sardines. I don't even know. I mean, he could pull something together. But mm-hmm. it was it was unlike any Italian food that I had ever had. Mm. I mean, I'm a lasagna, spaghetti, and then reheat the spaghetti the next day kind of guy. <laughs> That's what my mom always used well, then to you do. You have to go to Italy. I do. I yeah. want to go. I'm Italian. I don't know if I'm enough to, Italian to deserve to go, but I definitely would like to go. Everybody. There's a few places I would like to go to. Everybody should go to Italy. I want to see castles. And mm. Have you ever done anything like that? No. We were actually, my husband and I, Arkites and I, lead wellness retreats. And at one point, we were looking at leading one in Scotland because a good friend of ours who lives here is from Scotland. And we were talking one day. So we actually were looking into it, and we found a really cool castle. We thought this would be wonderful to take people. And then we realized the weather might not be and ideal. It's, it's so. probably not very warm. It's no. probably very cold in yes. there. And so you went abroad, and then you ended up coming back. So then from Florence, I ended up going to Spain. So I lived in Alicante for two years, mm. decided I was moving home, 
um, but had always wanted to hike the Camino de Santiago. It's a pilgrimage, goes along the north of Spain. Okay. So I said, okay, here we go. I have a couple weeks before I leave. Packed my bag and hiked for two weeks. Um, and then... No, we were just staying at hotels and stuff? Or no, so the Camino de Santiago, tent? you can... You you can um, stay in hotels. You can stay in hostels. I stayed in a lot of different types of accommodations. Uh, one night I was staying in an old convent where it's just bunk beds, you know, wall to wall. Next time I was in someone's home where they had two bedrooms and they would just fill them. Again, bunk beds. So, so there's a lot of hostel type. A lot of stuff in place for people that want to do that. Yes. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you hike those um, hikeable? I mean, could you just walk it or did you, you need like climbing rope and... No, no, it was, you know, it was constantly, it was beautiful because the terrain and stuff was constantly changing. One mm-hmm. day you would be walking through vineyards, the next day it would be a little bit more mountainous um, and then very flat. So every area of the north of Spain is so different. Where you start, if you do the whole thing for a month in Roncesvalles, that is more mountainous, and that's a little bit more difficult. I might be confused, but I watched a movie recently about a guy whose son had passed away, and he wanted to hike this trail. And I think it's like a month-long trail. Maybe it's the same thing. It could be. Um, I forget. Forgive me for not remembering the name of the movie, but it was. It was almost like a. You know, to find yourself kind of trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people, historically, people have walked the Camino de Santiago for different reasons. I mean, it was a pilgrimage. So people would walk and end up, you know, asking for something, health of a loved one, or just search for, you know. So a sort of suffering. Self. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I get that. Someone, I don't know yeah. who it was, but someone said, you're not living unless you're suffering. Mm. Makes sense to me. Mm. Can't be all about me all the time. No. I can't have moments where I'm not getting my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> I always say my only problems I ever have are me not getting my way. Oh, my goodness. Besides that, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. So t- how, long did the tr- how long did the hike take? So I started about halfway through, and it took me two weeks. By yourself? I went by myself, um, but I ended up meeting people from all over the world. It's just such an amazing hike. Now, are there are there points where you kind of sign things and check in and like registration books and stuff where you, you know you can see <clears throat> who's been on the trail, where they pass through? Is that is that kind of how it works? There are places um, you do have a booklet. You can keep track of where you're going, and then you have stamps along the way. Okay. So when you stay in the hostel or um, hotel, they all have a stamp. If you're on the Camino Santiago. Kind of like a passport stamp. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I just had to renew my passport. I'm like, well, what about my stamps? Oh. They send it back. Yeah. But I'm not. I only had one, two stamps. Yeah, but those are memories. <laughs> They're memories. Those but are experiences that you don't want to. Yeah, I still have them, but it was it was funny that I even really was like concerned about losing my stamps. Oh, I was too. I, I thought I had to turn in my passport when I got a new one. You didn't? No. Because no, I had I, I I really screwed up. I got a passport and then it expired and it expired over five years. So I really had to start brand new. So I had to send in my passport. They did. They basically sent me a brand new one. Hmm. They sent me my old one back. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a big traveler. I mean, I can see you know, there's people that are all over the world and they get all these stamps, and I think that really is important. But 
I had one for I think Jamaica, <laughs> maybe the Dominican. That was all. Awesome. That was all my traveling. So where would you go? You mentioned there are a bunch of places you'd like to go. Um, well, I've been to so my uh, my son David, his mother is Norwegian, mm-hmm. so we went to Norway to Stavanger, mm-hmm. and I thought that place was beautiful. Stavanger, where's that? Norway. Whereabouts? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm not it. sure. The plane dropped me off. I got out. <laughs> it's. I think it's probably maybe a couple hours from Oslo. Okay, um, but I'm not even sure of that. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure. I'm just. I, I remember we discussed maybe going to Oslo, but it was just mm-hmm. a little too far. Um, I loved it there. I love their beautiful. way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, people say, oh, it's socialism. I, I don't know anything about that. I know that there were a lot of happy people and a mm-hmm. lot of, um, I th- I was interested in um, their diet. Mm-hmm. You know, in the brec- in, uh, for breakfast, they would have shrimp, mm-hmm. hard-boiled eggs, you know, stuff that were like a shrimp. I wouldn't particularly think a shrimp would be for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But man, they had peel and shrimp, and and um, it was just um, you know when it was cold. And honestly, we went there. This is kind of funny. We went there uh, for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving here. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, when are we going to celebrate Thanksgiving here? Like, Pilgrims didn't land here, fool. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, never uh-huh. mind. Um, but th- I remember. Because of that question, and then I also remember that the temperature was relatively kind of similar to what it was here. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, you would think Norway, whoo, mm-hmm. but it was really nice. And um, I would like to explore that area more. Um, and people are so active there. That's they are. I remember. Well, and they just being, you know, if it's cold, they put the baby in a in a stroller, and then they put mm-hmm. like a lid on top of right. it. Right. And then they go. Right. We're here. We're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. poor baby's gonna freeze to death. <laughs> baby's fine. Um, so that was a great adventure. I'd love to, to revisit that. Spain, mm-hmm. um, New Zealand, mm-hmm. even though they've had some, some situations going on there lately, it doesn't mean I would not want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go to South Africa. And then, of course, you know, anything that has like cool castles and stuff and ruins. And I think mm-hmm. all that stuff is interesting. It's very cool. It's hard now, obviously, working and stuff. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you have to do young, early, before your career or after. Or after. <laughs> it's hard to do it in the middle. Or we make time for it. Or we make time. It's it, It's not usually, for me, it's not about the time. I can make the time. And it's, you know, you and I are in the, not the same business, but the same, you know, we mm-hmm. book appointments and mm-hmm. are, you know, they cancel or they, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, the money, mm-hmm. it'd be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be away and not making money, but it's another thing to be away. Or to be, it's one thing to be away and spending money, but it's another thing to be away spending money and clearly not making and not money. not making it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I understand. So um, we're getting ready to go to Mexico. Ooh. We're leaving the 31st. Nice. Going to, have you ever been to Mexico? I have. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to, right over the border. Tijuana? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, Tijuana, Rosarito, not, did not you very ever, far did, into Mexico. Did you ever see, I'm guessing you went down to the bars. We did. I was living in San Francisco at the time, and one of my closest girlfriends, she was she's Mexican, and her mom lived in Tijuana. So we drove down and hung out with the family, did a big barbecue. So I moved to Delaware from San Diego. So I was in San Diego for, <clears throat> I guess, eight years. Mm-hmm. So we used to go down to Tijuana quite a bit, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of great bands that would play down there. Iguanas was the bar. I don't know if you were ever familiar with it. And they probably changed it by now. I don't remember the name. We went to this one where it'd be a, it was a bar on one side 
and then someone would come in and blow a whistle, and then all of a sudden everybody would get up, run to the other room, and it was a rodeo. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then after the rodeo was done, everybody would go back and be dancing in the bar. I've heard of some horse stuff that goes on down there, but never a rodeo. Yeah, yeah, a girlfriend of mine. They got a girlfriend of mine out on the... On the horse? the horse. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the... I guess if I was going to say that, you know, those are the places to be, I'd like to go visit. Mm-hmm. But I'm stuck here. We've, uh, we're suffering here, right? It's a good place to be stuck. Yeah. So you, it's funny, you know, I'll ask you the same thing. I was, I, li- I had moved here and lived here for a while and then moved over to Easton. And when I, dr- when I left Rehoboth, I was like, goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And I was over in Easton for four years and we would come back and forth and then, I changed jobs and ended up coming back to Rehoboth. And when I came back to Rehoboth, I, I didn't realize how much I'd missed it. You know, we live in a, in a great community and we live in like almost like a bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not sure I could move away. Yeah, no. Like to the big city. Well, that's what we said. So when we moved or when I moved back from being abroad, we moved out to Hawaii for six years, decided to come back to Delaware to be closer to family. And we said, well, if we come back, we have to go to the beach. Because it is. The pace down here, it's slower. Mm-hmm. It's, I just really enjoy it. The quality of life yep. is good. It's a great place to raise kids. How, how, how old are you? I'm 40. So for me, I've almost had to kind of um, change what I, <clears throat> excuse me, God. I've almost had to kind of redefine what happiness is, mm-hmm. you know, and as a younger person, it was always something like, you know, what's the next thing everybody has or where's everybody going mm-hmm. or a car or this and that. And, and as I've gotten older, cause I'm 50 now, mm-hmm. um, happiness is very important. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like, Oh, look what I got happiness. I mean, like I lay my head down at night with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, it's very important to me today, and it, and it's easy for me to get that here. Mm-hmm. Well, there are extra stressors, I think, that... I mean, all of us have stressors in life, oh, yeah. and we'll always have stressors, but I think there are extra stressors that come from living in a city where even if your life isn't chaotic, everything around you, just the energy around you, the pace of everything around you can cause these additional stressors. I feel like this town... Uh, cr- creates almost a relationship with everybody. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, may, I may go to Staples. I may run it. Well, I just went to Staples. I had to pick up new business cards. I ran into two people I know. It's almost like mm-hmm. when I grew up, because I grew up most of my life was in Albuquerque. And it, if I saw somebody in Albuquerque, I may never see them again. Hmm. You know, I mean, not on purpose, but it, sure. it's big enough and open enough where, you know, you may never run into them again, where I may see you. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'll probably see you in an hour at the school picking up our kids. Possibly, yes. And that, <laughs> and, and that is one of the coolest things. Sometimes when I walk over to or, you know, pick up our, my, my son Dave or Sam um, and I'm walking out, and I just think to myself, what, how awesome is this? I get to come over here and pick up my kids, mm-hmm. um, see everybody I know. Mm-hmm. Like we see each other throughout the day, and then we run into each other picking up our kids. I mean, how? Mm-hmm. It does. It has a very small town feel. It is. A, it is. A it small is a town. small town. Yeah. Although we're growing, we're growing very quickly. It still, I feel like, has that small town feel. Do you does the uh, does the town's growing bother you? Um, and we're not going to get we're not going to opinion, have opinions about no. the growing. But you know what's sad for me to see is just um, 
the farmland. Mm. Um, Disappear. Disappearing. I was thinking about it. Actually, I was I was driving into work today thinking, gosh, you know, I remember when Route 1 wasn't here. Right. We had to take 13 down to the beach. And, you know, the outlets weren't here. Everything was farmland. And the so trees. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Pump the brakes. So sure. Route 1 wasn't here? Route 1 wasn't here. So you had to... So up. where did it... At Milford? Is that where it kind of started? I'm trying to remember where we came in. Because 13 comes... Is it 113? 113. <clears throat> it comes down into Milford and splits. Right. And, and heads down that way, and Route 1 kind of stays to the left. I mean, is, at one point, was there no left? Yeah. I Honestly, I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember exactly how we got here. Um I, I remember we could not. It wasn't a straight shot. I mean, we had to go 113. We hit all the lights. It just took longer to get down to the beach. We were talking about that today. There was a time when um, it used to take three to four hours to get back up to, like, Wilmington. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Odessa, those lights, you know, before they built before they built the bypass, it was it was a, it was a bit of an event getting mm-hmm. home. I mean, it was a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's not as bad. So that's – and they, they seem to keep improving the roads. So hopefully that won't get too bad, but – I agree, man. There's a lot of things disappearing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the funny thing is that, like even this development that we're in right now, Painter's Mill, you know, this used to be a cornfield. Right. And then someone proposed they're going to build a big development, and then somebody next door said, no, don't don't build that. We, we love our open spaces. Mm-hmm. And then they build it, and then the people move in, and then they open, they want to build something across the street, and all the people that just moved into this spot get all upset because they don't want it's funny it's like it is funny but i mean i get it i get why everybody wants to move to the area i mean when we were moving back to delaware i wanted to come to the beach right i mean i i get the the attraction well do you think people are especially the newer people are, are attracted to the beach or are they attracted to the low taxes i think it's probably a combination of the two both mm-hmm. i think that that's one of the my my wife's parents, when they moved down here, I mean, they were living up in New York, and I think they were paying like $13,000 in taxes, mm-hmm. and I think they pay like a quarter of that here. Mm-hmm. And the, don't quote me on those numbers, but it's definitely a lot cheaper. And then, you know, you get a lot of people that move here because of that, but then are disappointed that there's a lot of accommodations that they were used to in the other places that they live, like busing, public mm-hmm. transportation, um, things to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest complaints I hear is there's nothing to do. Go walk the beach. Yeah, go, go look for... Uh, <laughs> Put your feet in the sand. Sea glass. And we have so many wonderful restaurants here. Wait, I, oh my gosh, I love it. And every year there are more and more festivals. And I feel like there is a lot to do. There is a lot to do. And I, do you think that having kids allows you to be involved in a lot more stuff? Sure, and it gets you out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, maybe if I didn't have kids in the winter months, I might sort of stay at home a little bit more. But we need to get out. We need to move around and be active. So the weather doesn't stop us. Yeah, and just, yeah, what was it, two days ago when it was 70 degrees, you know, you start taking off the jacket uh-huh. and like opening the door. Oh, and my I, goodness, I actually left the, everything out. Yeah, I left the back door open, and then all of a sudden I hear this bzzz, uh-huh. like, really? <laughs> a fly, really? <laughs> Already. It was pretty funny. So the so, here you are. What is it you guys? So talk to me about massage. I don't. I know massage is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never treated. I know a lot of people that I. I have some friends that really you know like, 
they're runners or they're weightlifters and they, you know, they, they preach massage. Mm -hmm. I have never, I've had some massages before, but it wasn't because I had a condition. It was just because I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Just try it out. Well, and I think for so many people for a long time, massage was considered a luxury, you know? Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I love getting a massage. I I love the peace and calm that comes with it. Um, But I mean, if you think about like what you do on a daily basis, basis. You know, the movements that you're making every single day, those repetitive movements, eventually you're going to start to feel it in your body. I do. Right? So, you know, your arm is going to be a little bit sore from like lifting a pair and cutting or whatever movement you're doing. So the friends of yours that are, you know, in the gym and they're constantly um, contracting their muscles, strengthening their muscles, you know, there has to be a balance to that. Right. Which is why the yoga is great, because then you can lengthen the muscle. Not only do you strengthen, but you lengthen. Massage is great because you work out the um, toxins that can build up, things that build up within the body. I have a problem with my foot, and it feels like like I got a cramp, a Charlie mm-hmm. horse in my, um, in my arch, mm-hmm. and I never did anything to it. It just stayed mm-hmm. a Charlie horse. Mm-hmm. So it feels like this tight ball is in my arch of my foot. Mm-hmm. And I've been dealing with this. It, I got it from running. Um, my buddy Gavin and I we we did a, we did a six and a half mile run in the snow, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> Note to self. And I've done it before. I think what was, uh, you know, I've I've done a run in crunchy snow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's okay. But this was really soft and. Every time I put my foot down, it would slide back mm. like a half a foot mm-hmm. before I'd go. And I don't know what happened, but it's just been bothering just me. And I threw I've, off your alignment, maybe. Well, and I, yeah, something. And I've, I've been kind of not really running and just kind of nursing it. And um, David wanted to rejoin Rise, the gym Rise. And so I went with him and I joined and he wanted to work out. And they had one of those kind of the knobby, looking roller things. The foam rollers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a foam roller. This one was more, it was more of an aggressive roller. I mean, mm-hmm. it was hard, plastic, knobby, like little knobby tires on it. But I started rolling my, the arch of my foot mm-hmm. on it, and it felt better. It fixed it. Mm-hmm. Now, it's still bugging me, but I, I should have, you know, I probably should have had someone you rub my feet. Just come upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I need my feet rubbed. But like you were saying, I mean, even I'll tell clients, tennis balls are amazing. Right. If you're sitting there on the computer, watching a show, sewing, whatever you're doing, just keep tennis balls around. Roll your foot around on a tennis ball and it starts to break up, you know, the fascia in the foot that gets really tight. Fascia. Fat. It's connective tissue. Connective tissue that surrounds everything in our bodies. Right. The muscles, the bones, the organs, everything. But tennis balls are amazing. Or if you're traveling, you know, you could put two tennis balls in a sock when you're driving and just have them on either side of the spine. Okay. Just like a little massage. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. My, I, my, I hurt my lower back. There's really, it's, I can't, I almost, it's at a, po- a point right now where I can't really do anything to it. My body is like kind of encapsulated the injury. And anytime I've gotten massage to loosen that up, mm-hmm. it loosens it up and it's great. But then all of a sudden I don't, my, I don't have a lot of stabilization in that lower mm. spot. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, it's not massage's fault. It's, you know, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, deadlifting. You just have to stick with it. Yeah. You know, and that's what I tell people. You have to get on a maintenance plan. So, 
you have an injury, you go get a massage, you go to PT, then you're feeling good again and you forget about it. Right. But if you figure out what your maintenance plan is, because everybody's different. Some people need to come in weekly. Some people need to come in monthly. But you figure out what your maintenance plan is and you stick with it to prevent future injury, you know, and tension in the body. Well, and as I get older, mm-hmm. I really, rec- I, I, I see it a lot more. Sure. I mean, the, I just don't recover. Changing. And I, like I mentioned, I worked went, worked out with David, and oh my God, I'm still. That was Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I feel like I got kicked by a horse in my oh, chest. No. I'm like, uh oh, just getting old. So the the, I mean, what's your favorite massage? I mean, what is your favorite thing to do? Um, do you prefer? And I don't even know the terminology. I mean, mm-hmm. I just know massage. I mean, you you mentioned a few things that you do. What is? Can you talk so about a little of them? Each one of them. Everybody, um, everybody's different. So a client will come in and we discuss, you know, what they're looking for out of the session. You know, some people come in with a specific injury. So we're really focusing. I like to blend relaxing and therapeutic massage. Right. I want the client to leave feeling better, but I also want them to be able to relax, you know, while I'm massaging them. So do you specifically, do you have, how many people do you have like on a maintenance program where, people that just need that quick fix you know most of my clients most of my clients are local Mm -hmm. and most of my clients are on their maintenance plan now this time of the year a lot of people go away for a month two months you know somewhere warmer Um, but most of them are really good about we finish a massage and they just book their next one I'm sure like with you in order to keep them on track Otherwise, life goes by. I need to do that. I am just so bad. I take care of everybody else, and I don't take care of myself. But you're not going to be good, any good to anyone else unless you take care of yourself. I agree. Right? So I'll get out my book before I leave. Yeah, but book something. I have to to think about that. Have you heard about Urban Float? Yes. Have you tried it? I have. So I went there, uh, I guess, about a week or two ago and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, well, one, congratulations to Amy and Carlos because they're just such amazing people and they opened up Urban Float. And I had a great experience. I went in and I had had some tension in my my joints. Okay. So 10 years of massaging, I'm starting to feel it in my joints. And went in with some tension in the hands. And when I left, I noticed that I didn't feel that pain. I didn't feel that arthritis in my fingers. So my what joints. is it? Is it a... You, you, so I actually, bef- I, I want to go by there and ask him if one of them that would maybe be interested in doing the podcast because it's hard. I don't know really what it is. Mm-hmm. And they'd be better to explain it right. than, than myself. But from what I understand, it's 1,200 pounds of Epsom salts. Wow. So if you think about Epsom salts and what they do, you have achy, sore muscles. An Epsom salt bath is wonderful in your own home to pull out the toxins from the muscle belly, and then it puts magnesium back into the muscles, restores the muscles. Okay. So your body bounces back quickly, you know, from an injury or from, you know, strenuous workout. So this is just taken to a whole nother level with 1,200 pounds of Epsom salts. And you're in these little pods, and you can be in there with music on or lights on. It's totally your preference. The top can be open or closed. But it really, not only is it very calming and relaxing, but physically, physiologically, it, like it's it's helping the body as well. That's cool. I have to go by and try it. I'm I'm I've just been kind of because Keeley works there. He does. Yeah, and yeah. I I'm good. We live in the same neighborhood. We've been good friends for a long time, and I want to stop by there and say, hey, I want to do 
see if you guys be on the podcast, but I mm-hmm. haven't had a chance. I just had cards made, so I, I've been saying, hey, you want to be on my podcast? They go, sure, what's your what's the information? I go, I don't have anything. <laughs> but I went and <laughs> Real got some, people. Yeah, uh, exactly. But now I got some cards, so I can just give it to them and see if they want to do it. Um, I think that's, you know, and the premise of this podcast is, you know, talking to people, doing local stuff, local mm-hmm. businesses. Um, how long have you had a massage business? I know you were, at, were somewhere else. So I had uh, Just Be was close to Surf Bagel before, right behind where Top Notch Heating and Air Conditioning used to be. Oh, so right? Right on Route 1, literally okay. like two miles down. Um, so I was there for a few years, and then prior to moving back to Delaware, I had a studio out in Kailua in Hawaii mm. for a few years. How was that? Amazing. Why did you move back? Family. Yeah, just to be closer to missed family. Them. I miss them, and you know, I wanted I wanted our kids to be able to grow up with their cousins. And, right. Yeah. So the. I've I've known a few people that I in fact I saw somebody posted something asking they were thinking about moving to the Keys. I know they're two different places, but but I understand the draw, the warm climate. Yeah, yeah. and that you know that um, tequila sunrise or whatever uh-huh. it is, and but you know a lot of people had written in the comments like, "Don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's great, you know, for a week, but you know after a while." Um, and I and I've never been to Hawaii. I hear it's just amazing. But do you um, do you get that island fever? Is that what they call it? Do you, you know, a lot of people do. I didn't. Did not. I never experienced that. I mean, we got off of the island at least once a year. We'd come back here. We'd go to Spain to see my in-laws. So we left enough that I never felt that way. Do you miss it? So much. You do? Oh my goodness! A little piece of my heart is still there. That's how I feel about San Diego. Mm. I always say that if you can't go to Hawaii, go to San Diego. It's Americans, or it's uh, the United, the the North American. I guess it's part of North America, but it's uh, our little version of Hawaii Mm -hmm. without the plane trip. Yes. Um, At ideal weather year round. How was San Francisco? San Francisco is great. I hear that. I I I loved it. People, I'd say, oh, I lived in San Diego. Oh, did did you go to San Francisco? I go, "Uh, that's like living in... Florida and going to New York City. I mean, it's, it's a true. it's an it's, it's an true. event. Same state, completely different place. Yeah. Completely different day. I mean, it yeah. takes a few days probably to get yep. all the way up to San Francisco. I do. I think that would be a fun trip up the coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 101 goes all the way up, right? And it's such a beautiful drive. Mm. But San Francisco is great because you feel like you're in a big city. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the arts, you have restaurants, yeah, you have it all there. But it's only, I believe, seven by seven. Wow. Miles. So it's small enough. It's easy to get around. Transportation's great. And people, I was out there, I guess, 2000. And everybody's open-minded. I lived in Haight-Ashbury. It was just a whole other world. Did you do massage out there? No, I didn't. You weren't? Nope. I went to school out there. So if you were studying to be an English major or an English teacher... How did you end up being a massage therapist? I was actually uh, in school for elementary education. Elementary education. So I went to University of Delaware for two years and had never really wanted to go to Delaware. I always wanted to go somewhere outside of Delaware, just being from here, yeah. experience something different. And after two years, I said, okay, that's it. I'm going out to California. And my brother was out there at the time. So that was sort of the draw and went out there with elementary education at undergrad 
but they didn't have that as an option. So I actually went in as a liberal studies major wow. mm-hmm, with an emphasis in education, which and doesn't do much for you getting out of school. But I, I took the most amazing courses, women's studies courses. Yeah. Really got smart. Good. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. And then you decided to be a massage therapist. Then I went abroad. Then my, I had an experience while I was abroad with a friend who was a massage therapist. And she's the one that turned me on to massage therapy. And then and you just loved it. I did. I just She opened my eyes to the power of touch and also what we can hold in our bodies. And when that is released, um, how much lighter we can feel. Yeah. I, like I said, I've had a few massage massages and... They're, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I've had some massages from people that maybe aren't that great. And then I've had some massages from some people that are pretty amazing. I don't know if you know Lee Achenbach. Lee Achenbach. Uh, His name, name is like Achenbach, like yes. aching back. We, we, met, we met at an event. That, so we, when I was working at Bad Hair Day, he was a massage guy there. And he could walk up. And just grab my, you know, like the Vulcan grip thing, uh-huh. like right here. Traps. Uh-huh. And I be, I mean, literally, and, you know, not squeezing it so much of, of the pain, but he would put his thumb or whatever mm-hmm. in a certain spot that it almost mm-hmm. would drop me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy was good. Um, and then I was able to get a massage from him, and it was a little painful. Um, I mean, a good pain, but he, and I'm sure if he went all out, he would probably made me regret it. Uh, but he was very good. And then I also had a massage from a lady in um, Atlantic City at the casino. Mm-hmm. She was good, too. Big woman. Mm-hmm. Got a hold of me. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. And I remember she would not leave my calves alone. Mm. <clears throat> and my calves are very ticklish, mm. I guess. I, I I can't just lay there while you squeeze my calf. Mm-hmm. I just I, I go crazy. And she wouldn't. I'm like, okay. Calves are good. Enough. Move on. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, uh, it was wonderful. I just, I need to, as I've gotten older, I need to start addressing it. Mm-hmm. And you guys are right upstairs. Right upstairs. Who does your massage? Do you get one of the girls to do it? Well, we do take care of each other upstairs. Okay. We all work on each other. And then I have a few friends um, who we trade. Do you have to get certified? Do you have to do certifi- certification every year? We do. Recertify or... We have to complete a certain number of CEUs, continuing education courses. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't make hairdressers do that. I'm surprised they don't. They don't. People say, oh, don't you, in hair school, you learn how to do style? And I go, no, not really. In hair school, they teach you how, um, you know, uh, sanitary, keep everything clean. Mm-hmm. It's really, that's the most important thing, cleanse. Mm-hmm. Keep everything cleanse. Keep it clean and 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 don't spread disease and all mm-hmm. that stuff and um, but, you know, style and, and how you're going to do someone's hair, that's all up to you. Hmm. So I don't know. You know, the, another thing that's kind of strange is I've never had anybody come and ask me if, if I have a license. Really? Do they, do they do come and check? Do you have a license? Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. While we're on that subject. Because if I didn't, as soon as I didn't, the guy or someone would show up, a guy mm-hmm. or, or a lady would of show course. up. And, do you have your license? Yeah. So, I've, of course, I always have my license, so... But the continuing education is good just because it helps us to grow. Yeah. You know, it's, and of course your creativity comes in, you know, as you work on people, but it's nice to, to just be exposed to other. They're, they offer things. In fact, um, 
a sales rep was just here and he was off. He's going to do a cutting class mm-hmm. at the little salon that's over there behind Walgreens. And one of the biggest challenges usually of doing stuff like that is it's always either in Salisbury or Maryland, mm-hmm. um, somewhere like too far that it's kind of an inconvenience. Yeah, it's an inconvenience. So I never, I didn't, don't ever really get to go. So he's really making an effort to try to do something down here. And I, I, I told him that I'd probably like to try to go just out of support. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how much is it? He goes, it's a hundred dollars. I go, Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe you could host something here. Yeah. Well, I've thought about that, but you know, there's still a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like once you leave, once you leave here, you don't feel like coming back mm-hmm. down here. It's like, bye-bye. Yep. So what is, uh, what do you think the future is for you here at this painter's mill location? Mm-hmm. Take the world on, buy the location. Yeah, I don't know. Franchise it. You know, right now we're just taking each day as it comes. You know, we're we're growing at a rate that we can handle. Yeah. Um, we're just happy to be here to serve the community. And we just love to see people drawn to our space. Yeah. And they come and they want to stay. They don't want to go home. Right. They just, um, the feedback we get is that it just, it feels good for people. It's a safe space. It's. Yeah, I love where we're, I mean, it's March. I love this time of the year. Mm-hmm. As I mean, it's still cold, but I'm like, just like two days ago, I'm like, can I plant flowers today? You think? I know. And I then know. I'm like, I better not, because I fall for that trick every year. Oh, I know. It gets me too, but they say not till after Mother's Day. Well, I think we can p- plant pansies. I think I did last year in our flower boxes, and they lasted. But you know how I am with flowers and plants. If it weren't for you helping me water, I water them. <laughs> if it weren't for you, we wouldn't have flowers out in front of our space. Hey, I think flowers are awesome. I, I love I love the flowers, and um, I didn't really feel like my flowers were very good last year. I'm going to really try to improve it this mm. year. We had the um, Deidre who owned oh. another kitchen. I think that's what it was called. She had a, pl- uh, a landscaping company. She showed us all up. She showed us all up. <laughs> They were gorgeous. Yeah, she did a great job. I'm going to miss having them over there. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate it is. that they had to go, but, you know, I'm glad she got out. It wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, people say, oh, it's just not a great location for a restaurant. I go, it's a terrific location for a restaurant. You just have to check, um, well, ego for, there was a couple people that had to check their ego. I remember... There was a, one of the very first built for first groups that were down there, um, Toot to Sweet, which they were super nice people. But you know, you, I remember their sign was like in this fine print cursive, mm-hmm. and it was friend. And I'm like, I don't, you can't even read it. Mm. So you're not even right away. You're starting off, you know, with the, you know, one foot out of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it should have said Amazing Bakery, you know, in big letters. I, in fact, I like down the street. It says um, Best Marble. Mm. I'm like, okay, yeah. if I'm looking for marble, that's right. where I'm going. Right. Best marble. Word jumps out at you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't like I was talking about Matt. Matt was very good about that stuff. He's like, well, it should be in big block letters. Amazing restaurant. That's mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, ego comes in and you start fine tuning it a little bit. But mm-hmm. if you can't, if you can't even read the sign, um, yeah. it's not going to work it's out. It's more of a challenge. I think their biggest problem was that just, I think the fear of expanding the menu. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Getting the word out. I was. It was funny when they were closing down. I was like, "Hmm, I could open that restaurant. I could take it over." There you go. I'll do it. I'm missing a place close by for lunch a couple times a week. Well, Christine goes. 
we were sitting on the couch. She goes, you see this right here, sitting here on the couch watching TV? And I go, yeah. She goes, that's over. There'd be none of that. You'd be at the restaurant right now. And I was like, oh. I'm married to a chef. Does he have to spend a lot of time at the restaurant? It's nights, weekends, holidays. When everybody else has off, you're working. Right. And it's just part of it. Yeah. Does it make him happy? He loves what he does. Mm -hmm. He does. He's good at what he does, and he loves what he does, so... Well, that's that's awesome. That's and he's he's thing, over right? at Baywood, right? He's at the Peninsula. A Peninsula. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's okay. Peninsula. That's okay. Yeah, he's at the Peninsula, and um, yeah, it's going well. I have to get him on the podcast, and there he can talk about the latest cooking. Talk food. Talk food. I love food. I'm actually doing a uh, new diet. Uh, it's called Just Supper. Are you just eating supper? Yeah. It's very. It's been very enlightening. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you feel clearer? Physically or mentally? Mentally. Um, Well, I do. And to be honest, the real reason that I had started doing this is because I felt like I'd lost my connection with um, nutrition. Mm -hmm. I was eating because that's just what I'd been told to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I had to start looking at my body as like a vehicle Mm -hmm. and treat it like a vehicle. You know, I don't... I don't fill my car up with gas and then, you know, keep sticking gas into it every five minutes. Like, oh, it's a little low. Let me add more gas. I mean, I let the car and the fuel do what the fuel has to do. Mm -hmm. And um, if I hear one more person say they say, I was going to lose my mind. Oh, they say to eat small meals throughout the day. Or Mm -hmm. I'm like, who's they? Mm -hmm. Who are they? Bring them to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's just somebody else's opinion. Right. And what I'm finding out is, and what I've, I've kind of known, but sugar got everybody fat. Mm-hmm. And once they got fat, now they want to take everything out of food that's really the good part of food, like fat. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say replace the word fuel with fat and then then read it. So like this sour cream is fuel free. Mm-hmm. This bread is fuel free. This, you know, this. We need fat. We need it's fat. Just choosing your fat. Fat didn't get you fat. No. Sugar got you fat. Fat can actually get you thin. Fat. I mean, I love so, um, and I, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of stuff about this stuff, and whether it's all fact or or what, but they're saying that even like um, cholesterol is really not as big of an, uh, a problem as we think it is. Um, fat. Our food is not raising our cholesterol. We already have like a certain amount of cholesterol. Your cholesterol, can, if you get a blood test of, for your cholesterol at, at noon and then take the same test at five, your cholesterol can vary. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a doctor, but from what I understand, like by hundreds of points throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get on these, these medicines and these statins for cholesterol. And it's just, you know, I, I've obviously, if, some, if a doctor tells you what to do, obviously do it. But yeah. I'm finding like... You know, I don't eat in the br- I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat lunch, and then all throughout the day, though, I'm like, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. What can I eat? And I realize that I eat a lot of food because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of food because it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of food to transition me from one thing to another. Like we could do this podcast, mm-hmm. and then when we're done, I might grab like a sergenta. Here's an empty package right here. One of mm-hmm. these sergentas <laughs> with the nuts and cheese and the little chunks of chocolate. Uh-huh. I'd grab one of those and head off to the next thing. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. almost like a transition for me. Um, but you're noticing that, which is what's so amazing. Um, when we start to notice, you know, our habits or tendencies, 
and well, check in with ourselves. And it's also a little bit sad because it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a relationship. I love um, breakfast. Um, I love preparing it. Mm-hmm. I like the healthier, the better. Mm-hmm. You know, with this like steel cut oatmeal with fresh blueberries and just a little honey. And the reality, though, is that I'm not that hungry. I'm not hungry at all. Mm-hmm. I am. I might be. I want to chew, mm-hmm. but my body is not hungry. My body is not starving. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like I, I eat dinner at seven, and people go, "Oh my god, you go from seven to seven without food?" Well, I'm not really. I mean, after I eat my dinner and stuff, but after that point, I don't eat till the following day at seven o'clock. They're like, "Oh my god, I'd, I'd have the shakes," and I'm like, "I don't know if you do." I'm not sure if we played out the shakes, if we let the shakes go on for a few more minutes, I think they end up ending. I've, I learned a lot of this from running. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go for a run and they call it like if you bonk. Have you ever heard of that term bonking where you're just like, no. oh, my God, you're mentally, physically, you're like, oh, I can't go. You have to stop. And usually a few minutes. So what I think what ends up happening and I, and I, and I don't. For sure, no. But what I think happens is your body is kind of feeding off your stomach content. You know, mm-hmm. what you're... Your, you, which you've already stored up. Yeah, what you're eating. And when that's gone, because um, I usually run on an empty stomach, once that's gone, it has to transition over to finding, like, reserves fat, mm-hmm. the fat on our body. And that's, I think, how our body was designed is that, you know, we, we start the day. If we were 500 years ago, what, we'd get up look around, hey, good morning, <laughs> I need to find some damn food, <laughs> and off we go, you know, whether it's gathering, gather, yeah, roots and, and nuts and stuff, but, and hunting, mm-hmm. but you do it throughout the day, yeah, maybe I'll have a, a nut or something or a mm-hmm. berry, but I'm not feeding throughout the day on, you know, maybe it's the whole, the food for the whole village or something, mm-hmm. so, um, but then at the end of the day, so today, like at the end of the day, I really make sure that I'm having a great dinner. Whether it's, you know, pork chops, like tonight we're having pork chops, two vegetables, mashed potatoes, Mm -hmm. just this awesome, delicious dinner. Sounds good. But, you know, once I eat it, then, you know, now I know that's what's going on with Mm -hmm. me right now. Where before I'd be like, I'm hungry, and I just turn in and get something, and I don't know what my body, you know, if I feel like shit, is this the the crap I ate this morning? Is Mm -hmm. this the junk that that I just ate? I don't know what was fueling what. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and when we start to, you know, take certain things out of our diet, the sugar, the caffeine, you know, and we're cleaner, then we're able to do that. But sometimes that sugar, you know, once it's introduced, you want more, you feel hungry. So you could be eating throughout the day, but you're just never satisfied. Never satisfied. I've been doing this diet for a month. And you and feel good? I feel great. That's great. Um and I don't necessarily physically feel better. I know that my stomach feels better. I was, mm-hmm. I felt like I was constantly digesting. I think I, was, I felt like I was holding about six pounds of just whatever in my intestines, mm-hmm. and um, so I constantly was feeling bloated. And as a man, um, and I'm sure women do this too, but you know, I try to suck in my stomach a little bit. You, <gasps> Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to work below you three girls, I got <laughs> stuck in my stomach, you know. <laughs> no, and, we want you to keep breathing. Right. But this lady was telling me the other day, she goes, um, that she used to hold her stomach in and that a doctor told her that when she holds in her stomach, she's taking that curve out of her spine mm-hmm. and that it starts to bother your lower back mm-hmm. and it makes your ass like flatten in and... Mm-hmm. Your tailbone goes down. Yeah, your tailbone goes down it. and it really is affecting, you know, this 
just sucking it in. So she goes, I just let it out now, and her back's nice and curved. And I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. So when I started doing the diet, right away the first thing I noticed is that I lost a lot of weight out of my stomach. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not perfect, but it's I, I'm not having to suck it in as much. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it it's made me feel a lot better. And um, and bioindividuality, you know, like going back to what you were talking about, not one thing is going to work for every single person, nor are you going to use the same diet at every time in your life. We're constantly changing and we need different things. Yeah. Well, I think I just read, I just heard this the other night. We are, we're the first generation where our kids are not expected to live longer than us. Mm-hmm. And that two out of three are either pre or having, what is it, stage two diabetes? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and the biggest threat to this country, and this is just something I heard, we're not going to get a little freaked out, but mm-hmm. um, is American's health. Yeah. This is our biggest problem that this country has above terrorism. Mm-hmm. We are now our country's biggest threat. Yeah, the problem is um, so many people don't want to open up their eyes to that. So many people don't want to open up their eyes to that. And, you know, I've, and this is not, we're not going to be political, but I will say that I've I've really started paying attention to, you know, the 2020 presidential elected candidates. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy, his name is Andrew Yang, a first Asian guy that run for president. And um, he's starting this basic universal income thing where they 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 want the government to pay each person a thousand dollars a month and right away i was like oh my god another handout Mm -hmm. well and i won't get too deep into it but you know he he claims that we're really going to have a lot of job loss in the next 10 years through trucking automation um Mm -hmm. Just all these jobs that they're going to start doing, turn, you know, giving to robots, you know, mm-hmm. electric vehicles, and a lot of these people aren't going to be retrainable. Um, they're not going to want to. You know, if you're 50-something years old and, they, and you lose your job, you're not going to go back to school to become a programmer. Right. At 50, I mean, you, you know, for the most, I mean, I'm a hairdresser because I didn't like school. Mm-hmm. If hairdressing went away, I'm not going back to school. But, um, and it's interesting to hear all that stuff, but um, one of his, you know, when he talks about this universal income is like, if we each got $1,000 a month, people, and, you know, people say, oh, well, no one's going to want to work. It's not the case. I think where if you were getting an extra $1,000 a month, you may feed your kids better. Yes. You might take better. I mean, I have two cavities now mm-hmm. that I'm not filling. Because I just can't afford, you know, it's a six $700 mm-hmm. event. And I could do, that's a lot of, you know, lunch, meat, and bread. So I'm just not rushing out to get those fixed. But, you know, his idea, this this freedom dividend is what he's calling it, would allow some of us or people to do some things that may improve our health. Sure. I mean, you look at the, you go into a grocery store or you go to a market. I mean, buying organic strawberries versus, you know, regular strawberries, all the pesticides, there's a huge price difference. So even if people want to eat better, sometimes they don't have that option. Right. Well, and it's funny, since I've been doing this just supper, I buy organic. Mm-hmm. But I'm only buying one meal. Right. But they're organic green beans, mm-hmm. they're dis- and they're better. Organic broccoli, mm-hmm. 
It's better. It's so much better. It tastes better. It's just... The boys, we have uh, a little garden in our backyard, and they love to go outside and snap the snap peas in the summertime Mm. and just eat them. Yeah. You know, right off of the, the vine. And I tried to bring home snap peas one day from the grocery store, and Kai said, Mommy, these are junk. He said, there's nothing like growing it yourself. And I said, you're right. There's nothing like growing it yourself. This guy the, on this other thing I was listening to, and he was talking about, you know, grass-fed beef compared to like grain-fed or corn-fed uh, beef. And the guy goes, well, listen, if it's, a, if it's a matter of like eating garbage or eating gr- grain-fed steak or grain-fed beef, go with the grain-fed beef. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's... You know, it's better, uh, maybe they're not organic or grocery-bought um, vegetables aren't as good as in the garden, but they're better than right. McDonald's French fries. Right. So um, it's great that he recognizes that, but mm-hmm. you can't, don't, don't give the garden or give the grocery store snap piece a chance. <laughs> I will. I'm just excited for the markets to come back. Oh, They'll yeah. here soon. I, ha- I haven't, yeah. Do you know where it's at? The, is it going to be in Milton? We always go to Rehoboth on Tuesday afternoons and okay. then Lewis on Saturday mornings. Do you ever go to Fresh Market? I do. I do. There are certain things that I like there. Yeah. I, I like that you can grind your own almond butter. Mm. I like the selection of kombucha that they have. Can you tell me about kombucha real quick? You know, I don't know all that much about it. I know that it's healthy. I know that there's, you know, the mother... Um, I don't even know what they call it. The mother something. Bee. Bee, the mother <laughs> the bee. The mother bee in there. Yeah. No, I don't I don't know that much about it. I really don't. I heard I was somebody was talking about drinking kombucha and I was like, Oh yeah, I gotta try that. It's so healthy. And I bought some from Fresh Market and it was like ginger kombucha, I think it and it tasted almost like a, a spicy um, soda. It was, the, sp- it was yeah, sparkling. The ginger cayenne. I mean it's good for the flora you know, the gut flora. But I'm like, do I drink a big glass of it? Do I drink a shot glass? Is it something I, I drink every it. morning? Yeah, I'll sip it. You know, I'll have maybe half of one. Because um, I bought like, one of these things. Oh, yes. I got one of those big ones too, but brought it in here for upstairs. So do you just pour like a little glass of it? I mean, are you pouring 16 ounces of well, it? Well, there's also, you know, black tea in it. So there is some caffeine in it. Okay. So I usually pour myself just like a small little glass. And mm-hmm. just sip it throughout the day? And just sip it. Or even like, you know, I might drink it in one sitting. For me, it feels like it helps with my stomach. Um, it gives me a little energy, extra energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try. I mean, I have it still in the refrigerator. Now I'm like, is it bad? What? Does it go bad? Well, once you open it, you know, the carbonation, you're going to lose the carbonation in it. So are they all have carbonation? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all of them that I've ever tried. I'll have to, I'm going to, I might, I'd like to try it again. My problem is I only drink water and coffee. That's it. Mm-hmm. So anytime I drink anything other than water and coffee, I feel like I'm drinking um, soda. Mm-hmm. And when I drank that, I felt like I was drinking a sugary, sweet soda drink. Mm. I mean, it's not, it's, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And there are different brands, like certain, certain brands are better than others. We'll have, to, we'll have to do a podcast on kombucha. We'll do a tasting. Yes. We'll invite friends of mine actually opened up a kombucha a business um, making kombucha out in Hawaii. And they're in the Whole Foods out in Hawaii. And they have it on draft. So maybe we fly them in, do a little. 
Fly, fly, fly them in. They'd have to fly themselves. There's no flying anybody in. <laughs> Come on. We are low budget. Come on. We are on a low budget. a little kombucha budget. tasting. But that's, you know, uh, maybe we can find out some more information about it. Yeah. Um, I know that some people are pretty passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I definitely would, would like to learn more about it. Will you come back? Definitely. How was it? Amazing. It wasn't bad, right? It was just us hanging out. It is so funny. I had a guy. We just sat here and had tea. Well, it's been an hour. Yeah. And I had a guy. This is. um, I had a guy send me a message on Messenger, and he's like, "You did a podcast with Eddie Brown." I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "I went to school all my schooling with Eddie Brown. I listened to your podcast with him, and I learned all this stuff about him that I never even knew." Ah, that's cool. And he goes, "I, "I love it, and I want you to teach me how to do podcasting. I want you to show me all the things that I need." And um, show me how you do it. And I go, okay, so he's coming in on Wednesday. I said, well, let's do a podcast. Very cool. And, um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't really see who looks at these. I don't, I'm not really concerned because I don't want it to be concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like feel bad or feel extra good one way or the other. I just think it's, um, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to learn about people. And I, I, I try to become a little smarter when I chat with other people. And um, it's been a lot of fun. And I really, really appreciate you doing it. Well, thanks for inviting me. I know. I don't know if you were even nervous about it, but... No, we're just hanging out. Yeah, it's just so laid back. This is very laid back. But, you know, I would like to learn, you know, maybe we can talk about like kombucha. We can talk Mm -hmm. about some stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I would like to have some information, learn about something, Mm -hmm. especially that. Sure. Because that's a mystery drink. The mystery drink. (laughs) The mystery drink. Aaron, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me in. And we'll have you back. All right. Now let's go book your massage. Let's go book it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.